Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of my athletic compendium. This week we are going to talk about power. Um, obviously we've spoken about strength, we've spoken about hypertrophy, uh, speed, acceleration and now it's the episode for power to complete. Would that complete the training blocks? Are there anywhere missing? Strength. Yeah. Obviously this is your... Power, speed. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. In terms of the so this completes all the elements of your training blocks. Um, obviously, we've tried to lay them out in this order because that's the sort of order you would flow through anyway, isn't it? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Well, we'll go. We'll we'll <laughs> review. We'll we'll obviously summarise towards yeah. the end about the order. Um, but yeah, well, it's the order that we felt most important. Well, I I felt most important yeah. anyway. Obviously, hypertrophy first. You want to look big, then yeah, you want to get the strong. <laughs> in fairness, actually, no. To be fair, we did go over the order in um, what a bit. What would have been in um, periodization. That's very true. So, if you haven't listened that. to the periodization episode, check that one out. Check that one out. So, Max, power. What is it? So, apart from me, but power, just power, pure power. Um, so power basically bridges the gap between strength and speed. Okay. Um, so force times velocity mm -hmm. equals power. Force times velocity is power. So force being strength, you know, how much you can lift yep. maximally. Uh, speed, obviously, well, velocity is speed, so how quickly you can move something. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, them two combined together creates power. Okay. Um, in terms of a sports sort of specific setting, um, that could be, so if you're talking about like a sprint, so like a 40 yard sprint, you've got a high force uh, like rate over your, like that for the first few steps of so that acceleration, acceleration phase. Yeah. And then your pickup or that transition phase from acceleration and getting into your top speed is your power. Okay. Yeah, and then you get into your max velocity, which is velocity. So you've got strength at the start to get that hard acceleration uh -huh. those first few steps, and you've got the transition, which is power, so laying down that yeah. that um that force but quicker. Mm -hmm. And then you get into your velocity thing. So um it's that middle ground between the two. Mm -hmm. Um in terms of that's in terms of like acceleration. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of lifting weights, it's kind of and this is you know how you train it as well, is lifting a decent weight but fast. So obviously you can't lift it so heavy where you're mm -hmm. um, really, really slow, like a one rep max. You're doing it like this, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, equally, you don't want to just be doing- You don't want to go so light. So light, which you're just... it's just that, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of like I mentioned in per the periodization, mm -hmm. you, you know, you know, if you're talking about um, getting to that peak of performance, you know, you want to go through your hypertrophy block, then into your strength block and then your speed and power block towards the end. They kind of link together quite well. Mm -hmm. um, the reason being, and this is something that I might not have mentioned to you, but I probably should have done because you're wanting to improve your speed is, um, you'd link the two together, so the speed and the power sort of together, um, because you're still gonna get like a, a, a training effect from it in terms of, um, you know, you, you can, because there's, there is some resistance in there. You can still maintain a bit of muscle mass while you're training that speed block. Does right. that make sense? So yeah, I, put yeah. on, I put on my story, um, when was it yesterday, a couple of days ago, whatever, um, 
it was just like a little joke of a video of me sprinting away mm -hmm. from the camera and then saying me when people try and convince me that they'll lose mu muscle mass while going through a strength and uh, speed and power block. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're, you know, you're still going to get that that bit of resistance that's going to help with. And that's still because volume. you're listing, listing, lifting a certain a amount resistance, a, a volume of, of weight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Despite it not being maximum mega yeah. yeah yeah obviously you know the more uh, the more volume that you've got the more you're going to get that hypertrophy effect mm -hmm. um but obviously you know that's not the main focus for that block you know you want to be working on your speed and your power um uh, but there is some resistance in there which will help you kind of maintain that muscle mass i suppose because you've got a little bit of volume in there yeah um, but it will make you quicker more reactive and right. powerful obviously so that's essentially what what the benefits are because because whenever i think of power my mind immediately goes to sort of contact, not contact sports, but like fighting sports. You know, power is in punching someone yeah. or punching a punch bag. Um, That's a great example. So if you're punching a punching bag, not only, you know, when you make contact with the bag, not only are you putting force through there, but you're also moving your fist really quickly. Yeah. And it is that combination of speed and strength. Uh -huh. So, um, And obviously yeah, yeah, gloves, right. for example, obviously MMA have really thin gloves, so they don't weigh much, but boxing gloves... There's a different tier depending on how much mm. they weigh. So I suppose that that's the weight side of it. Yeah. And then it's how quick you can move yeah. that. And it's all, you know, if it's a larger weight moving quicker, mm -hmm. you know, it's gonna help with that momentum, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um So so in terms of sort of lower body, the power side of it is good for sort of speed. In when we're talking team sports, let's say rugby, mm -hmm. it's good for the speed side of things. Yeah, I mean well it's it's good for a lot of things. So uh, think about line-out jumpers, you know, that, yeah. that, that is uh, um, a powerful movement to, like, you know, to jump with, with some height to help your lifters get you up there. Same with the lifters, you know, if, if you're a back lifter in a line-out, you know, you've got to have that, that powerful movement mm -hmm. going from low to high to throw the man up in the air. Because a lot of the time, maybe in 15s, but in definitely in 7s, you know, they'll get to a point where you're lifting where you're almost, you know, throwing them up in the air and you lose contact with your hands to get them just that little bit higher. Mm -hmm. But that explosive movement that's is the powerful is side the of it. Powerful side of it. Yeah. If I was just to like lift him and hold him there, that's probably a little bit more strength based. But if I'm yeah. like throwing him with a bit of force of like velocity and yeah. uh, and that's going to be a little bit more forceful and more powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that combination between the two. I'm with you. Um, and how you train that. Uh, so what that actually looks like in a training session, because a lot of, you know, it's it's quite a, you know, because it's that middle ground between speed and strength. Like mm -hmm. you don't like have like what weight do you lift? You how, how quick do you lift it? Um, and, you know, if you've got the facility, then fantastic. But uh, what a lot of rugby teams, um, football teams or any, any sports team will use is um, a, a velocity tracker that they'd attach to the bar. So it's just this oh, little right, device yeah. that that's, you know, Velcro sticks onto the bar. You can download an app on your iPad or your phone or whatever. Uh, what we have at the rugby club is, you know, uh, some iPads that we magnetically stick to the squat rack. Mm -hmm. Say you're doing a squat and you're trying to work on your power and you're doing like a speed squat um, or like a banded squat uh, with a barbell. You'll have the, bar tra the velocity tracker on the bar and then you'd have the speed. Yeah. The, the bar's moving on here and that measures the speed of the concentric element to the lift. Yeah. So... Uh, so concentric obviously in a squat would be yeah, on the yeah. way up right so you control the descent and then you'd go as 
quickly as you possibly can on the way up. Mm -hmm. um, and you essentially want to find a, a weight to put on the bar, which you're going to hit between 0 0.75 to one second. Like that's the kind of speed that you want the concentric phase to be. Right. If you're going way too quick, you know, if you're hitting 0 0.5 seconds, uh, then, then the weight's, the not, weight's heavy not heavy enough. enough. If you're going over one second, mm -hmm. then it's too heavy. So that's how you find the kind of middle ground. And the, and and in, with your professional athletes, you'll use that for a variety of different exercises. Will you? So like you just said, squats on a squat rack, but you, I suppose you could do the same thing for a bench press. Yeah, except the, the timings would be slightly different, obviously, because it's Depending a smaller distance. Okay. So because bench press, oh, well, you know, a squat, you know, you're going to get more movement out of the bar than if you're in a bench press. It might be a little bit shorter. So obviously yeah. the timings might be a bit quicker. Um, in fairness, with bench press, because I don't usually do it too much with bench press, but um, but uh, I'm not sure, entirely sure on the timings mm -hmm. for it. Um, but I know that it squats between 0 0.75 and 1 second. So what sort of exercise do you train with, with the power? Train power with? Uh, so... Usually compound exercises. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you, you, you squat, you bench press. Um, you do it on deadlift? Yeah, yeah, deadlift. Yeah, um, yeah definitely deadlift. Uh, maybe you could do them with cleans, um, but I'd, I'd try and keep it quite simple. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with cleans, it's it's such a movement, you know, because you have to try and get such that catch. Such movement. Because it's such a technical movement, it's quite, it's not... You know, you want to keep things quite simple when you're training. Yeah. You want to just, just you know, hit your main compound movements. Mm -hmm. uh, deadlift is definitely one that you can do. Uh, and if anything, I'd much, much... Like, I'm not a biggest fan of deadlifts. Yeah. Um, because I think people... Like, yeah, there's an ego side of things, but even just as an exercise in itself, I think it's quite... Uh, <clears throat> not great. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather do any lifting from the floor as an Olympic lift because the, the load's going to be a little bit lighter. It's less injury risk. Um, and it kind of hits that more power element yeah. of it. Um, yeah, as I was saying, yeah, you can whack a bar tracker on a on a on a deadlift as well to get that, you know, um, extension through the hip and the knee, and that's going to be you know mm -hmm. replicable in pretty much any team sport. Um, yeah, so that's that's how you train it. You kind of looking for a weight that you can lift that's within a a time frame. And and for for those everyday lifters that aren't don't have that facility yeah well what, yeah. what do you recommend it's a little bit more difficult um there's loads of um uh like resources that you can get online um and, and there's loads of like research uh, papers and stuff that you can look at um but a lot of them would be a percentage of your one rep max right depending on the lift depending you're on doing the, yeah yeah so, so it's a bit um, like that speed section i suppose yeah 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 um Again, I'd have to look at the, um, the, the the research on it. I'm not. I, I can. I wouldn't want to say it off the top of my head. But um, what what is what percentage is it would be? Of, of yeah, yeah. But they but they're different depending on on the exercise. The exercise yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, so how long would you train power for? In terms of what, like a block. Yeah, yeah. Because we've got hypertrophy. Would was if someone needs to put on more mass than somebody mm. else, they're gonna. Um, two different hypertrophy yeah. blocks one yeah, on the other yeah. one but... yeah so it, it's similar you know mm -hmm. it, it's it's similar so you can you can prolong it you can make them quite short if you want to you can make them quite long if you want to what's the shortest you would do i wouldn't do any less than 
four weeks. Four weeks is probably the minimum I'd do. Four weeks maximum? uh, Probably eight weeks with, I mean, sorry, you know, you could go up to 10 weeks, but I'd definitely include a deload week Mm -hmm. at some point in there because, because obviously power is quite taxing on you know especially if you're doing a lot of like plyometrics in there as well yeah um to help with that speed based side of the equation as well uh, or velocity side of the, the equation as well um it can be quite a lot of impact and it can be quite taxing so it's important if you do have longer um blocks, blocks to, to make sure you have a bit of a deload in there somewhere um yeah i'd, I'd kind of prefer like me personally I'd, I'd rather have a four week block mm-hmm. see how i'm getting on if i'm enjoying it and i'm getting the benefits for it and i'm happy with my body mass and i'm you know happy with how it's going i can have a deload week and then get into another four week block yeah and there's eight weeks of doing my my power and then i've kind of reassess reassess the situation you know am i getting quite close to christmas and at that point in the season where i can you know i've got a bit of time off rugby and i can afford to you know to have another hypertrophy block while i'm eating a little bit more and so on yeah um so yes you can kind of change it and adapt it slightly um Mm -hmm. but definitely you know if if you're if you've got your plan and you're you're thinking okay i'm going to do four weeks reassess and then i'm going to um decide whether i want to go continue on to this or if i want to move on to another element then you can do that but um definitely have a plan stick with it don't kind of start Mm -hmm. a two-week thing and then and then move on to something else else because you're not going to get the most out of it. You know, you want to do at least four weeks where you're, you know. And when you're saying you're reassessing, obviously, if, if you're getting any benefits out of it, is that sort of retesting those speeds again on the bar? Yeah. To yeah. see if you're improving? Yeah. Um, yeah, you could. Uh, yeah, you can You can do that. Um, what I did with yourself, which viewers won't see, um, if we have any, um, is uh, what we did with you is... Uh, um, worked out your VDEC and it's basically a, a force, uh, sorry, a load velocity profiling, which is basically where you put different, uh, this is sled sprinting, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can share your experience with it as well. Um, but it's basically a, a weighted sprint, um, ideally over 40 yards, but we didn't have the space. So we had, mm. we had it a bit shorter. Um, and then you do a different percentage of your body weight on the sled. Um, so we did, zero percent so just you know body weight uh but sorry just unresisted uh, and then we did 25 percent, 50 percent, 75 percent and then we timed you over those distances um over uh, every five yards and then we worked out what speed you were doing at this mm-hmm. point and we worked out basically your um velocity decrement um for you know that's optimal where you're going to get the most power uh the best sorry what's what i'm trying to say the, the like resistance that you for, use yeah, yeah. For, for, for the perfect weight for you to use at different v decks so mm-hmm. um and that's what we were doing so you can you can retest that mm-hmm. so for you you know we, we collected that data um and we'll you know we'll go we'll, you're currently going through a hypertrophy block block but you know once you've done that we'll reassess it um and then you know you know, hopefully you would have got a little bit quicker or if you got a little bit slower, then fine. Yeah. Because uh, you put on a bit of weight and, and so on. So, you know, we'll reassess that, work out what works for you and then we'll get you into your speed and, and power block um, and work on those. And where, where would, obviously we've mentioned where your hypertrophy would tend to, to fit in, where you, you mentioned you could do some sort of strength work during the season as well. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. 
Because you because it was less volume, wasn't it? Yeah. Less taxing because you're training a bit more and playing. Yeah. Where would where would you strength? Sorry, where would the power sessions? Where would the power block fit in? Would you be looking to do that more in season, or would you be looking to do yeah. that? Yeah. Um, again, you you can kind of it, you can uh, depending on what you want to achieve, you can still do a hypertrophy block mid season. Mm-hmm. You've just got to be a little bit aware of the fact that it's quite high volume when you might be playing quite a lot of rugby. Yeah. Um, you just got to be aware of it and make sure that you're managing your body or you know your yeah. So body. so there's not like a, a when you're in season you can't do any hypertrophy. Yeah. It's, yeah. You can you can do them all. In a sort of rotation, yeah, can't you? In a rotation, yeah, definitely. Um, it's going to be more taxing. Yeah, you just got to be be conscious of it, and you know, if if you know your body is starting to get a little bit like a bit, you know, uh, like fatigued. It take, yeah, fatigued, it's taking you a little bit longer to recover and stuff. You yeah. just need to be aware of it. Come come game day, and, and if you've got like a heavy training week, then you know you just need to re- you know uh, be sensible with the volume that you're doing and how much you're actually. You know, putting your body, what you're putting your body through. Yeah. Uh, obviously, your power and your speed stuff is going to be less like volume and less taxing, maybe. So it's quite mm-hmm. good to do like sort of in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you're you know, aside from rugby, say you're in athletics, you're a, a hundred meter sprinter or anything, you know, any anything like that. Uh, you know, you go for your hypertrophy block in the off season, then heading towards a competition because you might only have know what five competitions in a, a, mm-hmm. a season or so um you know you can tailor your training to that competition in particular but because rugby is like every week for a fucking whole season yeah um, for a whole year for a whole year more or less so um you know you, you can sort of change change it around a little bit but uh depending on what you want to achieve but i think for, for things like athletics where you have like a competition and then you got a few weeks off and then another you can kind of you know Tailor it, tailor it a little bit better, so you know you're, you're smashing really, really good uh, numbers and really powerful, you know, sessions and quick sessions, you know, just ahead of your tournament. Because you don't want to be really heavy and sluggish for your competition when you're a hundred meter sprinter. Yeah. You want to be quick and powerful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, There's no point doing a hypertrophy box just before you do a hundred meter sprint. To, to yeah. Um. You know. You. You, you know. Because obviously, yeah, you want some muscle mass because you know you need to. Have that volume of muscle to be able to lay down the power mm-hmm. and, the, and, and the strength over that those first few steps. But um, you know, if, if you are a hundred meter sprinter, the hypertrophy block is going to be quite small. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be doing that for ten weeks to put on a hundred. You know, get to a hundred kegs, are you? Yeah. Um, so, although looking at some of the sprinters, they look like they. But it's high, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Like it's it, you know, look at Usain Bolt. He's like six foot something. Um, so that's going to, you know, a lot of his mass is going to just be because he's tall, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, you, you can, you a know, lot think about other, other than, like, some of them are fucking huge, like, really, really strong. But A lot of them being caught on steroids, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, exactly. But it, it does have that, you know, that correlation of, you know, you know, if you've got more muscle mass, uh, more cross-sectional area, you've got more muscle fibres. You're fibers able to, to put down yeah. more... Power. So there is that crossover. So um, you know that, and that's why you do it in that kind of an order. You know, you do your hypertrophy, you get your mass, your size, your big cross-sectional area, and your muscles, and then it's about ta- you know uh, tailoring your uh, your training to make those 
muscle fibers really really effective at it's like building a bigger weight. engine and then tuning the engine exactly yeah 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 exactly like that you know you, you're creating this big massive v10 engine right yeah uh, and then you just fine-tuning and, and you know putting in uh an air filter to make sure that it's breathing properly and you know, oh i've got you on a couple little tangent <laughs> trying to think of an analogy a good analogy but yeah no it's definitely that so um and then you sort of tailoring it off to get a little bit more stronger and then a little bit more quicker and powerful and, and then you'd be in competition when you're flying sounds good mm. that was short and sharp mm. anything good else to add um and power if you ask me sorry last little Go bit on. power is the most fun and um entertaining and adaptable type of training like I do not understand why people get stuck in this rut of doing hypertrophy block after hypertrophy block after hypertrophy block after hypertrophy and just like just <laughs> me in <hitting>, <laughs> bench press eight reps for four sets or five sets just yeah. every fucking session. I find that so boring. Whereas if you train for power, yeah, you know you can do you're doing jumps, you're doing, doing jumps, you're doing resisted sprints, you're doing Olympic lifting, you're doing banded work, you're doing. You know, so many variation, so many Rather variation. Just the same stuff. Yeah. So Prince and Power is fun. I will do. Yeah. Straight after that, yeah. trophy block. <laughs> James was like, James was like, Max, I want to get a little bit quicker. Can you help me out? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, definitely. So we go through all of this testing to get his V deck perfect, work on his low velocity. I'm like the worst client. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, as soon as we've done all the testing and worked out programming and everything, he's just like, "Max, we're in the off season. Does it not make more sense to do uh, some hypertrophy block?" To, to, I'm like, to put a bit of size on. Fucking hell, James, you are right, but <laughs> <laughs> here we are anyway. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, we'll see you next week. We've got. I know what we can do next week. Yeah. It'll be a nice one, but we'll keep it to ourselves, and yeah, you can hear it when it comes out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Ta-ta.